Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. It's time for the Buffalo Plus Podcast. Allen again rolls on the move, lets it fly. Oh, digs! Oh, what a catch! Welcome back to the Buffalo Plus Podcast presented by Connors and Ferris, Mike Catalana, Dan Fates. I am Jenna Cottrell. We're going to be talking about the wide receivers and uh, possible players the Bills can look to draft. But before we do, please be sure to like, comment, and most importantly, subscribe to the Buffalo Plus channel if you enjoy our content. All right, gentlemen, we're in April. The upcoming NFL draft is right around the corner. It feels like we've talked so much about wide receivers. Uh, there's a couple visiting Buffalo this week reported by uh, NFL Network. That's Zay Flowers out of Boston College and USC's Jordan Addison. Mike, I want to start with you. Um, and we can kind of go through some of the players and how they would fit in Buffalo. But your impression of the Bills bringing in these guys on these official visits? I don't think there's any question that they know they need help at the wide receiver position. But have you ever noticed this in Congress sometimes when we're all annoyed at listening to them, where they say, where are we I'm going gonna, this? I am <laughs> going to uh, send my time to my colleague from yes. the great town of Arondacoit to lead off this subject because he feels so strongly about the wide receiver position of the Bills. Daniel? Thank you, Representative from Pittsburgh. I appreciate <laughs> your time. <laughs> um, yeah, I have been team wide receiver for the last few years. Personally, I, I didn't think the Bills were really necessarily in on some of the the, the higher end guys in the recent years. Like I said, I've been we've been talking that what we've been hearing from sources is that the Bills have been interested in first round at running back positions, in, even though they haven't necessarily done it. But I've been team wide receiver because you have started to see the evolution of the NFL, the game, the way that the offenses ha have changed, and the way that wide receivers in today's day and age come in and make immediate impacts. Mm -hmm. Whether you're thinking about a Jamar Chase or a Justin Jefferson, I would even go as far as say as a Chris Olave or a Garrett Wilson, guys that come in and you don't necessarily need to – there are no training wheels. These guys are coming from offenses in college that the NFLs are kind of adapting – these spread option offenses, this air raid offense that really kind of makes it seem like a seamless transition for some of these guys that are free. And Jenna, you've done a ton of work into, you know, some of these prospects. I will say you said they brought in those two guys, uh, the Jordan Addison, as well as Zay Flowers. Joe DiBiase had a tweet this morning as we record this on Wednesday um, that they've brought in more wide receivers. They brought in six total for visits, and that's more than any other position. So, Maybe some of it's smoke. 
but they are sure looking into smoke a lot if they're not necessarily interested in it right away. But I, I, I'm with it all in on a team wide receiver and an early, early wide receiver, whether that's at 27 or moving up to go get a guy before that. That's interesting because I feel like when I was doing the draft analysis and kind of doing a breakdown of guys, like a lot of these players seem to have kind of similar builds, similar skill sets. And for this team, I hear you, Dan, like they do need, they've talked about having the fastball being Josh Allen and the the mm-hmm. passing game and all that stuff. Like they need to continue that. And last season we saw when there wasn't really, you know, Gabe Davis didn't play well and it was just Stefan Diggs and then everybody else you know, you adding John Brown and Cole Beasley at the end of the season, I, I think speaks volumes about where yep. they were at in terms of that. But I, I feel like when I think about Brandon Bean and I analyze what he does in the draft, it is by need, obviously. And need, of course, wide receivers. They also need a linebacker at this point. Like there's, mm-hmm. there are other positions that I'm like, okay, I hear you. I want them to go wide receiver, but I also would not be totally shocked if they didn't and they kind of moved and waited till like maybe round two or something like that because like these guys, there's a lot of them are that are a similar skill set to one another and a similar skill set to what's already on the bills as well. All right. Um, you know, I'm going to say this is the part I really agree with in terms of them leaving their options open. I'm fully on with them needing that player. They do need another wide receiver. There's no question. I mean, if you're going to sit around and wait for Gabe Davis to step up again this year, I think they've already told themselves that this is who he is and he's on the team and he'll contribute, but they need another guy. Um, I don't think you should draft, not necessarily, they can draft for need at wide receiver, but I don't think you should look at how he fits on this current team. I don't think that's an issue. I think you go out and get the best player you can get. And if that guy is a version of Stefan Diggs and, but, but here's the key. Can he play inside and outside? And Mm -hmm. most of the really good ones can, there's a few guys in this draft that are strictly like downs out of North Carolina. That is a slot guy. He's not really playing on the outside. So there are guys with him at the combine. Yeah. You want to see what's out there. Plus, also, some of the teams in the division, especially the Patriots, are looking at all these guys, too. And teams like to get an idea of who they may be facing, too, and using some of those um, opportunities to talk to those guys at the Combine or even individually. But I, I'm going to say is, like, this, things change fast in this league. You're going to get the best player you possibly can. I was remembering um, when Justin Jefferson was drafted. And the reason the Eagles failed so miserably by not taking him is the thought was Justin Jefferson is really a slot guy. And some teams, look at how late he went. What did he go, 19th? Um, no, Justin Jefferson was, oh, yeah, it was the Bills pick. Yeah. Yeah. Was it 19? Yeah. When the Eagles passed on him at 18, 18. I think. Yeah, you're right. he went Maybe 19. Right. Sorry, I think it was in the 20s. thought was he's a <clears throat> slot guy. And sometimes I think – you know, teams can outthink themselves and they certainly did then. So that's the one part I would say, go get the best, go get the best player. Now they're also picking late twenties, right? And yeah. there's that thing about Miami not picking. So it's pick 20, whatever it is, 28 player 27. Yeah. Right. Um, it's almost like the second round. Now it's not by the greens, but it's <clears throat> late in the round. So it's different. And yep. I think that also brings wide receiver well into focus there. 
You could take a receiver there. You can take a linebacker there. You can take a yeah. running back there. Agreed. We're mm -hmm. talking about late in the first round. Fifth-year option is a thing. And the other thing that comes into play, and we've talked about this before, is other teams trying to trade up. So, Jenna, to your point, yeah. if there's a list of guys and a few linebackers and they like them all and they can move back a little bit and gain another pick, I know that'd be that's the one that really gets to fans. They wait the whole time. They wait the whole time. Yeah. And the team then trades the pick at the end of Thursday. So you yeah. sat there all day and night, and then they didn't pick anybody. But um, better that than reaching for the wrong guy. And, Dan, I, when I look at it, I don't see them moving up to get a guy this year. Maybe they would. Maybe a few spots. I don't see them using extra draft capital this year. Maybe, again, I'm not sure yeah. what that would be. Unless yeah. it honestly, <laughs> nobody's going to want to hear this unless it was a defensive tackle or defensive lineman. But um, I don't see them moving up. I see them being a series of players that they like late in the round that they might also like early in round two. Two points I want to make in their big picture on the draft that you know we've got insight from over the last month or so. When I was talking to the Iowa linebackers coach, Seth Wallace, I did a video on why I think that um, Jack Campbell makes a ton of sense in Buffalo at number 27 guy is six foot five Tremaine Edmonds, six foot five um, guy has screams of character. And I asked him kind of like, Hey, has he visited with the bills? And he's like, no, he hasn't. But what he's explaining is some of these visits, you only get 30 of them. Yeah. So some of these visits are on guys that you're not really sure about. They're guys that you want to see if they would be a fit. And so if, the, if you are in love with a player, like some people are the best comments, Mike. I don't know if you saw them. I said, Jack Campbell be a good fit at 27. The first comment said, Dan, you're an idiot. That would be such a stretch at 27. You can get him late in the second round. The comment under it was, oh, I hope they move up to get him because I don't think he'll be there at 27. It was the perfect dichotomy of like a fan base of like, you're good an word. idiot. You won't, that, that's, that's the worst. And oh, I hope he's there. So yeah. By the way, the, the, you do elicit. Dan, you're an idiot more than you absolutely have earned. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, you might, yeah. you know, hot take it a little bit, but come on. Uh, idiot? Right. I'm not saying that I'm for Jack Campbell at 27. Right. I'm saying that if he does get picked, I will go, yeah, this makes a ton of sense on like five different levels, along with him training right now with Luke Keekley, who who does Sean McDermott trust more than that guy? I mean, Jenna would just saying of linebackers. Luke Keekly, we trust. Yes. So and so that was the one thing I want to say. So you're seeing like, oh, he didn't do an official visit. It's like, well, maybe the Bills are already set with Campbell. They already know who he is, what it, what it is, if they want him there. The other one was Jonathan Jones from CBS Sports was talking about when we were at the Combine that really the first round, like the first round talent guys are like the top 15. Once you get to like 18, 19, like – it's more of the fit, I think. And so, like, if you like a guy at 27, but you, like, oh, well, he's the 40, you know, he's projected by a lot of people at 45. It's like, well, he may not get to you, and you're already picking in the second round. Like, there's elite, elite talent, and then there's second-round talent. And to Mike's point, like, I totally agree with, 27 is pretty much the second round. So if you see a guy and go, oh, I can't believe he went in the first round. This, Mel Kuyper had him going in the second round. It's the second round. It's it's the talent of where they grade out. So don't freak out if you see that. If the Bills take somebody at the end of the first round, take who you like. And to me, if you yeah. like a guy that's still there at 20, I mean, they moved up to go get um, Kair. 
Like, and, if you and, like a guy, go get yeah. him. Yeah. And position-wise, yeah. Jenna, that's why I wanted to add. If you are taking a running back there and you are picking, you, you are now in line for that fifth-year option, yep. it's a much mm -hmm. more reasonable fifth-year option than what yeah. Saquon Barkley got from the Giants. Yeah. Like, it's Correct. just, even though that number's lower than it would be. I'm saying is depending on the position because it's, based on where your pick. So yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it, I think it opens up a lot. Yeah. You want to be picking in the top 10, 12, if somehow you get that pick because don't, yeah. that's when you're looking for that elite talent. If, if you're in that spot, but um, this draft's going to be weird at that point too, because of all the quarterbacks going. So it's going to push some guys back. So we'll see. And Jenna, I know you did a lot of research on wide receivers, and that's what this. I know that's why I want to get to it. <laughs> yeah, but 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 the funny thing is, I was going to say is that last year, Mike, you and I were in Vegas, yeah, and we were going. The Bills can draft any position because it'll just be for depth. It doesn't, <laughs> you know, the, that oh roster is so deep that there's not even a starting position up for grabs. Now we look at this team and go, they can draft any position outside of quarterback, and we can go. They got a chance to start because. They need help at a lot of positions. This video yeah. is going to be on the wide receivers, but it's just yeah. funny how literally a year apart, how we look at this roster as last year. Well, you know, you don't need seven guys because seven guys aren't going to make this roster. And now it's yeah. like, dude, they need a lot they of need pieces a lot. In, a, <laughs> in, in these, in a lot of these positions. All right, Jenna, let's start going through some of these guys. Cause I, I like the, some of the uh, notes you had Mel, for us here and Mel Cottrell. That's it. No, no Kuiper Cottrell. <laughs> Are you just intentionally saying my last name wrong? Well, or? it fits yeah. better with Mel. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Just making sure. Um, also, I do remember it last year for just real quick inside baseball. Mike and Dan were in Vegas. I was back in the studios in Western New York and yeah. their live shot Whole kept going out. Yep. Yeah. That and wasn't uh, I remember the Bills. I was like, we were talking about corners and where they could go. And I was like, man, I, ha I just hope they don't pick that that guy from Florida because I don't know how to say his name. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember being like, I had to like write it out. Yeah. Well, most importantly on that trip, Dan and I both learned how to play craps. We mastered the game and we won a minor fortune. Wow. Yep. Yeah. So that's how so, Buffalo yeah. plus really got off the ground. All this. Merch. Don't you dare. <laughs> oh, also <laughs> Buffalo plus store.com. Yeah. So check yes. it out. Oh yeah. It's gear there. time. Yep. I added some new stuff too. Tumblers, nice. like the oh, work. love it. Sharp. Like, I was to say. All right, let's talk Zay Flowers. So we yeah. met with the Bills at the Combine. He's also uh, coming to an official visit with Buffalo. So Boston College, 5'9", 182, a senior. Just a couple of stats, 78 catches, over 1,000 receiving yards, 12 touchdowns in this last season. Pros, fast, athletic, great ball skills, can track deep balls. Some of the cons – uh, shorter arms, small hands, it's route running needs some attention and may not be strong enough to win contested catches as a pro. Fun fact, he was a captain his senior season. He's also the youngest of 14 kids. Um, and NFL comparison uh, from the NFL website was Travis Benjamin. So I think that is an interesting kind of fit when you look at what he could be with the Bills. Um and just, I think, obviously he had a fantastic senior year as well. Um, and just what he could add to this team. Yeah. Everything I've heard about him is when he gets in the room with somebody, they just love him. They mm -hmm. love him as a guy. And I know the Patriots are in on him. Um, you know, he's EJ a manual effect. Yeah, it could be. Uh, first of all, we know he can get to contested meals if he's the youngest of 14 kids. That's, I yeah. mean, seriously. 
Good point. The youngest of 14. Hey, mom mm-hmm. and dad, let's, you know, take it easy. <laughs> 14. Um, I, I think, you know, it's funny how that size becomes relevant in the NFL. It used to be yeah. for a while, like, mm-hmm. you know, there were, there was a thought that you needed size all the time at size. And I don't think you want everybody being on the smaller side. But again, when I say this, when you talk about not drafting specifically, yes. Would you like Correct. the 6'4 guy who can run the 4340, invent that guy yeah. and go get him? Yeah, you would like that. Um, I like him as a player. Um, mm-hmm. I think somebody's gonna fall in love with him. I think he's gonna be one of the one of the surprise guys to go earlier in the first round than pe- some people think. Um, some of it may be fit, but I could see that type of player working for the Bills. But, Dan, I'm not sure if that, you know, is the guy you use your first-round pick on if you're Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah, especially, like, where – this is, like, to both your both of your points, Mike. The fit, I'm not so sure about. But I also don't believe that you're so worried about the fit because they signed Deontay Hardy. Like, yeah. I don't – like, like if you – if you like flowers, then take flowers, but you don't pass on him because you have Deontay Hardy for a two-year deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. Again, the slot position is very important in this Bills offense, as we have learned, and I think you keep shooting your shot until you land on a guy that is your guy in the slot. So why not bring in more guys to, to compete, whether it's Shakir, whether it's Hardy, whether it could be Zay Flowers. I am a little concerned that his ceiling could be Travis Benjamin, like that his ceiling could be a better Isaiah McKenzie. And that's something that I wouldn't necessarily love in the first round. Hey, Janet, when sometimes when you see those comps, do you think it's more of a physical comp than it is a level of player? Because I think sometimes the NFL people who are comping the guy are trying to say he plays like this guy. That doesn't necessarily because you're going to see people comp to be Stefan Diggs. That doesn't mean they're going to be Stefan Diggs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree. I feel like it's a mix of everything. Yeah. Like yeah. playing style as well as like physical build I agree. and stuff like that. I think it's, it's a combination. I always do wonder though, like, is that you being, is that a conservative type of, you know, comp? Is that you shooting for the stars and that's what their ceiling is? Like, how do you go about kind of? Yeah, it's that? it's hard to say a guy is, if you're going to say nobody in this draft is Jamar Chase. Like, you Who know what I mean? Be? <laughs> Who would Dan what? be on the Bills? Who's Dan's comp? <laughs> Dan's comp on the current Bills? Reed Ferguson. Just steady. <laughs> just steady. <laughs> oh, I think he'd be Isaiah McKenzie, a former Bill, going, uh, to Indianapolis and talking about ranch. He do it well, just about, for just for the how, how about Knox? Like on the cusp of oh. being I think <laughs> I think Is that so. too high? No, I think that's too um he's quiet. I think Dawson's too humble. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm talking about my perform that's true. I was thinking more of my performances. I've dropped some passes. You might be a digs. No. I wish. Mentally oh, I'm a digs. I know who he is. Jenna, don't do it. He's Gabe Davis. (laughs) (laughs) Comp Gabriel Davis. That's not very nice, Michael. Oh, Uh, that's funny. 
Comment below who you think Dan's comp is. All right. <laughs> Let's go to Jordan Addison, another yeah. guy. Uh, 5'11", a little bit taller, 173. He's a junior. Uh, USC transferred from Pitt. Um, 59 catches, 879 yards, eight touchdowns. He missed three games due to injury this past season. Pros, speed and agility. He's versatile, can run complex routes, and three seasons as a punt returner. Some of the cons, only two touchdowns in the last seven games. Uh, shrinks against handsy corners, needs better timing. Uh, fun fact, and is kind of one of the things for a lot of these guys. He used to be a former corner. Uh, an NFL comparison, Tyler Lockett. Yeah. I don't like um, when a when a scout or anybody would use the term shrinks against anything. You know, it, um, because, you know, sometimes you'll see struggles against aggressive man coverage. Okay, that means it's when they say shrinks is it would mean the thought is that he sort of disappears from that. And I think you're seeing some of that in the league where guys are just trying to get away with a lot more. Uh, we see it in the bills. So way mm-hmm. Kyrie Elam came into the league using yeah. their hands a lot. I was like, go ahead. How many flags are you going to throw on us? Um, that would be that would be a thing. I, uh, you know, I sometimes look around. Now, we've talked about two guys playing in the, you know, ACC mm-hmm. and the Pac-12. Um, I just sometimes want to say, just roll the dice on the SEC guys. Sometimes, right? Because sometimes I do wonder about even the level of competition and going forward, Man, the Pac-12 is, you know, these guys are going to be leaving. It'll be in the Big Ten. It would be a better competition. Uh, again, talented guy. I think somewhere he's going to go in the first round. I don't mm-hmm. know if I'm in love with him for the Bills at 27. Um, I think I want to see a guy with a little more uh, um, contested ability, whether that's going to get the ball, whether that's fighting, whether that is getting separation. The Bills have always been a team that wants to get guys who can separate and it works really well with Josh Allen Mm because he will get you the ball. But um, I don't know if I love Addison. Um, Question for you guys. Do you think that if the bills were to take a receiver in the first round that they would want that, that he would play teams? No. Depends on the guy. The only team would be return. And I don't think they need a return guy. You know, what's really interesting for this coming year is, you know, that guy, Dan's not going to want to hear this, but that guy likely comes in as in terms of targets as no question comes in as the third guy. And so in many cases, the third guy is a guy who is giving you those snaps and they've already sort of worked around that with, you know, with, Their, their move for a running back last year in the deadline and their move uh, in free agency with Hardy this year. So it's a matter of a guy working his way in there. But in terms of teams, Jenna, I, I don't think so. I don't think unless, unless oh. that guy was a return guy, I don't see him yeah. chasing down kicks. So Addison, Mike, to your point, you see more from – it was a name that when Jenna was sending out the, the stats, and again, I think a lot of people watch the NFL – don't know, don't really watch college football and then say like, oh, well, this guy, they, they watch like one game or one moment from a college guy and go, that guy's great. Like he should be a first round pick. Like it's, it's those little moments. It's like selective viewing. If you're an NFL fan, you're an NFL fan. You are dialed in on Sundays and you may be like Saturdays, like maybe watch some games that are on the big ones. Yeah. Um, 
So when you said USC and I was like, I watched a lot of USC games, bet on a lot of USC games. Let's put it that way. And I go, I don't remember this guy really doing much. And you said he was injured, which like that to me is a little bit of a concern. If you have an injury history in college, normally you don't get more healthier uh, throughout your career, in my opinion. But I went and I just wanted to look again, because when you said he went to Pitt, I was like, oh, I remember this guy. He was Pickett's main guy. He was Pickett's like that was a complex NFL style offense in Pickett's last year when he was at Pitt. And I just went and looked it up. A hundred catches, 1,600 yards, 17 touchdowns at Pitt. His sophomore year with Pickett. The, I, that was a guy that went and got a lot of footballs. And that to me gives me excitement and puts a little bit more into perspective where injuries at USC transferring in that one year, not really clicking, but I remember this guy at Pitt with Kenny Pickett and he was electric. So like that to me is trying to look at the entire sample yeah. size and being like 17 touchdowns like Pitt. And again, ACC, but still him and Pickett, like that's, that's an NFL combination. Yeah. I kind of like Pitt guys in the NFL too. I think they've been yeah. sneaky. Good getting guys yep. into the league at mm -hmm. different positions. So a former Pitt guy. So like I said, I wasn't looking as much at the USC, but as the, as that 2021 season at Pitt. Yeah. I mean, 17 touchdowns, hundred catches. That's yeah. tough to do in a college football season. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's go to Ohio state's JSN. I can't say his name. So we're just going to say that, um, slot guy, uh, six, one, one ninety six. He's a junior. Uh, now, something to note, he had a hamstring injury, so that limited him to just three games this past season. Uh, had 95 catches, though, a thousand or 1,600 yards and nine touchdowns as a sophomore. Pros, contested catches, plays tough, athletic, and smooth. Um, is he injury-prone, maybe a con, um, and really only one productive season? And it says, uh, according to the NFL's uh, website in terms of the draft profile, really a slot-only type of guy. Um, I love him. Jarvis I love Landry. him as a player. I love him as a player. And I don't think he'll. I don't think he'll be available. I agree. I think he's gone early. And I, you know, it's funny. I, I mentioned that Jamar Chase. I mean, excuse me, uh, Jefferson thing about slot only. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's a guy that he's, he's a great route runner, smooth goes and gets the ball. Yes. The injury concerns you. I love that he played at Ohio state just because I, again, that level of competition, it's almost like Agreed. we have two leagues, the Agreed. high end big 10 and the high end sec, uh, together. Um, mm -hmm. I love, I think he's gone early. I think he's a top 15 pick. I agree. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a shot. Jackson Smith Ninjimba? Ninjimba? I'm not sure. Ninjigba. I it's all Ninjigba. pronounced. Jigba. You, yep. Every letter basically is pronounced. Like you Ninjigba. look at it and think you're not going to say this letter or that letter. Yeah. Um or yeah. just JSN. Yeah. yeah. I, like I think JSN. this yeah. this is the one player that I think is the most likely to be a superstar in this class. Uh to Jenna's point, you know, I don't know if there's there's a lot of depth at this position, but there isn't necessarily as many. And this is the one thing that goes out. Like Ohio state has turned into wide receiver university. They, they just have with Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, guys that have come in made immediate impacts. And Wilson. both of those guys have said that JSN is the best out of the three of them. And I yeah. understand that some of those guys you're gassing up your teammate, you're talking him up. 
But Jen and I laughed about this yesterday when we were talking about getting ready to do this pod. And I said, you can say complimentary things about your teammates to, to, to gas them up. You don't have to go as far and say, he's the best one. Like yeah. he is better than all of us. That's another level that you don't necessarily have to do. So to me, you look at guys that played with them. Uh, obviously that Rose bowl game is the one that stands out the most mm -hmm. um, when it was just a 300 yard, I think five touchdown performance. He was just a monster. Um, and this is a guy that I think when, when you're starting to see these little knocks at him, it's one of those things where I'm kind of laughing and I go, he hasn't done anything on the field to make you think less of him, but people now are going to say like, well, he didn't run that great at his 40. He didn't really do this great. He didn't really do that. It's like, it's amazing to me that people can drop down draft boards without doing anything, without having any off the field issues. But it's like now everybody, part of what it is, they get nitpicked and fall down boards. So I think JSN is top 10 talent. I, I, I think he is got a shot to be a Jamar chase. I think he's got a shot to be a Justin Jefferson. I think he can really be an impact player. He's the bill's dream for me because I think he turns this offense completely around to a, uh, takes him to a whole nother level. And as I said before, I think they're one true wide receiver away from being back to being heavy Super Bowl favorites again. And I think JSN could be one of those guys. Maybe, yeah, it's, I, maybe I like it's good then that <laughs> the stock is going down. You know what I mean? If you, th yeah, if you, you think you that highly of him, you're right. Jack. You do hear that sometimes. And again, teams are going to have their own grades on guys, right? They're going to be sitting there looking at them and, I think he's the kind of guy you can build around. You know, he he says he studied Stefan Diggs when he was at Maryland. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and which is, you know, I mean, that's a I mean takes a great route runner. Um, we don't know how good is how strong his Instagram game is, but you know, he's been studying Diggs. Um, but in terms of that, yeah, fit for now. And I I'm with you. I look at him and I watched him and I think to myself, that guy can do more. He's had a lot of talent around him. And he'll have talent around him in the NFL. But mm -hmm. I do not see a limited player. I don't see a guy that's like, boy, that's the only place he's going to. His skill set is too good to just think he can only run certain parts of the route tree, only certain places on the yeah. field. I think he's big enough height-wise, and I think he could play on the outside too. I think out of all these guys that we'll talk about, I think he has the highest floor. Like I think that mm. the, his floor is the best. If, yeah. if some of these other guys that we'll talk about – they may, they, they could bust is the wrong term, but they, they, they could not do as much. I think if JSN has an average underperform. Yeah. I think JSN is, you know, a, as sure as a starting wide receiver as there is in this draft. I think too, just the level of competition like that really, the numbers that he's been able to put up, um, I am curious about the injury history though. Cause that could Fair. be something like hamstrings can linger as we all know. Will that cause him to fall down the boards? I don't know. But at the same point, I see what you're saying, Dan, in terms of a guy that's NFL ready and can mm -hmm. take on that role that so many teams will want him to be. Um, all right, let's go to another guy, Jalen Hyatt. So he's six this feet. Is your guy. I, I like him. And I like another guy, uh, 175. He's a junior out of Tennessee. Uh, led the Vols with 67 catches, uh, 1,200 yards, which that's 18.9 yards per catch, 15 touchdowns, second uh, best in FBS in 12 starts this past season. 
Pros, long and lean with deep speed, uh, explosive, effective blocker, expected to be an instant wide receiver too. Cons, route running tree somewhat limited, lacking strength. Fun fact, four-time state champion in high school in football. NFL comparison, Deshaun Jackson. I guess for me what stood out is the Bills have been desperately seeking Yak for so many years. And he's a guy that obviously has been able to add a lot of yards after the catch. He's someone obviously that has been a consistent target on his team. Um, And I just think that he is kind of – he's – been that guy if that makes sense yeah. in high school he was that guy he's been that player at tennessee um so for me those are just kind of the things that stood out to me and just when i see a guy that's explosive and an effective blocker and a guy that has the instant ability like they talked about to come in and be wide receiver too that was like this makes sense to me for Buffalo. yeah i see why they say wide receiver too because sometimes you are thinking a lot of times of a speed guy that can get down the field it would be nice that that yard after yards after the catch comes with nobody near him as he's flying into the end zone. We just see, honestly, so little of that where the mm-hmm. guy just blows by everybody and yeah. is catching it on the run. And I can see that. It's an interesting comp on Deshaun Jackson, who was a yeah. smaller player, but mm-hmm. incredibly fast. Um, so, yeah, that track speed, if that translates on the field, and it has for him, is a real thing. And uh, I do think, Dan, sometimes when you get a guy like that, he automatically can add an element to your offense. And they yeah. talk about the route tree, and I get it. And you want guys who have done that. But if you're at the University of Texas and you've got him and you can get him flying down the field in the Big 12. Tennessee. Tennessee. Go. You said I mean, Texas. Tennessee. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was yeah. looking at Tennessee. No, I, knew, I knew what you Tennessee meant. Tennessee yeah. and the SEC. And you can get him downfield mm-hmm. yep. and get past people. You're going to use that. And – I not that I, you know, it's funny, things you can learn. I mean, guys can pick up certain traits. It's hard right. to teach somebody to be that fast. And yeah, I can definitely speed. see this. But I can also see him, Jenna, as a guy who slides a little bit, too, based yeah. on the full, complete level of his play in college. I, I agree. Yeah, That's why I, I feel I, like he will be available. Yeah. Yeah, and I think he's a guy that does garner attention just based on his speed. And sometimes you, you, I always remember when it was when Dawson Knox had his breakout season and that was when Stefan Diggs also, you know, played really well. And, and Knox was like, yeah, I owe, uh, I owe Diggs some of my contracts because he's yeah. been getting me open. Like the bills have lacked that guy, that mm-hmm. other guy that defenses kind of have to respect and say, well, okay, this guy's over here and there's an, and Diggs is over there. So yeah, I, I can see it happening. I, I, I do like the deep speed. I get concerned where we're talking about, you know, developing a wide receiver. Um, but, but we'll I think that we'll leave that what, to, uh, to another pod. I mean, all of these guys are going to develop though. Like all of these guys need to add NFL polish to their games. And I also agree Understandable. though. I also agree with Mike saying of like, yeah, go run as fast as you can down the field. Like a go route every time, because it's like, this guy is going to be just open. Why wouldn't you want that? Well, I mean, he is. And again, clearing out the zone, you know, Diggs could probably be thrilled with somebody who causes those safeties to not bite and come up and, and all the things that go with not having that on the field. And honestly, it was alarming for the bills. Look at the players they have. Like Isaiah was the speed. Now I know they run and got Hardy and he can really run and he'll give them some element of that, but 
they did not have guys in that wide receiver group that are just blowing by people. They just yep. don't. And yeah. that's not the way they're built. And I think that is an important element to have somewhere in this offense is a guy who can just run past people. Agreed. Okay. Uh, let's go to Josh Downs. The Bills met with him at the Combine. Uh, 5'9", 170. He's a junior uh, out of North Carolina. Uh, stats, 94 catches, over 1,000 yards, tying seventh nationally with 11 touchdowns and 11 starts in 2022. Uh, two-time All-ACC, punt returner as well. Pros, dynamic footwork, instinctive, supreme confidence, uh, great production, quickness, and long speed. Cons, below average build, working in middle, focus drops, needs more disciplined route running. Uh, fun fact, his uncle played in the NFL, and NFL comparison, Kadarius Tony. Hmm. So the Bills met with him at the combine. Yeah, it is interesting, Jenna. Um, up He's to this point, men. and as we're recording this, uh, teams have those visits, and Dan was talking about you know how they use those 30 visits. Not a single team had brought him in on a 30 visit, which I found to be really interesting. He's a guy who has been projected mostly second round that I've seen. And, you know, you figure, I mean, you, you would figure somebody would have brought him in. I, yeah. I don't know why. And maybe that can still, it still can happen, but that's kind of interesting that that hasn't happened yet. Maybe teams believe he's going to slide for some reason. I like the skill set and all. I, I don't know where I would pick a guy like this. Yeah. This does seem to me to be a little more of, um, not well, certainly not a first to me, not a first round pick. Agreed. Uh, and again, depend maybe if you traded back, maybe if you move back, I don't know. He seems like a limited player to me, skill set, but it's drafting or signing. You sign Deontay Hardy to a two year deal, you you care about what he's going to do for you this year and next year. Mm -hmm. You're drafting a guy first or second day, you're hoping he's with you five to ten years. So, yeah, I don't see this as a player for the Bills. And just as a refresher for people out there, the Bills do have six total picks in this draft, and their second round pick is 59th overall. Yeah. Third round is 91st. So just in terms of like letting people know, just as a refresher of like where the Bills stand in terms of that. I, I Jenna, hear you. Jenna Kuiper has got us all covered. This is one of your I don't guys. Isn't it? Pie, yeah. though. Hold on. This is one of your guys, isn't it? No. Oh, okay. I like Quentin just... Johnston. Oh, okay. We'll get to him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a this is a guy that if he goes to Kansas City or Cincinnati, we're like, oh shit. <laughs> I, I I think that's I think that's how Bills fans would treat this. And if he comes to Buffalo, it's like, oh boy, I don't know. Let's, let's see. I I think that's just. I always love how Mike's always like, if you're if if this team signs a guy, how do you react compared to when this your yeah. team signs yeah. a guy? So I think yeah. this is one of those ones where I'm I'm sitting here and I'm going, man, if you got him in Andy Reid's offense, the comparison of Kadarius Tony, it's like, well, the Chiefs have Kadarius Tony now, and yeah. and again, it it is a lot about fit with him because we didn't see Tony work out in in the Giants, um, but played pretty well, obviously for the Chiefs. So, yeah, what don't we need the Bills to become that team? Yes, and they haven't really been that team. Correct. And they have Josh Allen. Correct. I mean, Stefan Diggs was, you what's, know, he's what's become changed, a Mike, Mike, what's changed <laughs> the fat face guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see how he does with the giants this year. I hope Ken Dorsey proves me so wrong. 
I hope he proves me so wrong. I hope so too. Mostly just so like that I way just like I wrong. hope Gabe Davis does. I, I, I it's not like I'm I hope Gabe Davis clips this and like puts it. No, there's a difference between like some people think like I have my what my head tells me, but like I'm also not like instinctively rooting against people. People think like, oh, you don't like Gabe Davis. That's not it. That's that, that's the farthest thing. And I also don't not like Ken Dorsey. I just what I've seen with my eyes has doesn't have me as excited as everybody else does. So if things change, I will be pleasantly surprised and be hand up. I'd be wrong. wrong. <laughs> yeah, like I, it wouldn't be the first time. So can you repeat repeat that what you just said? Hand. I've up been what? wrong before. Oil change. We're clipping that. <laughs> yeah. I did I'm send you guys the clip. <laughs> I did Dan send Marino you guys. Got oil changes. Dan Marino referred to his knee injuries as oil changes when he got them fixed. That's I where I got it you from. The clip. It was so good. That's it was funny. so good. Oil changes. All right. All right. Another guy that I liked, this, Quentin Johnston. Uh, yeah. 6'3", 208, junior out of yep. TCU. Stats, TCO, TCU's leading receiver, 60 catches, yep. over 1,000 yards, six touchdowns, and 14 starts last season. First team, all Big 12 for the second straight season. Obviously, TCU went to the national championship game. Uh, pros, great height, weight, and speed, above average catch radius, makes late adjustments, athletic. Cons, production somewhat erratic, only six yep. touchdowns in 2022, struggles to create leg leverage. Captain this past season, NFL comparison, Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah. Um, Jenna, he, he measurables out as the number one receiver in the draft. He, mm -hmm. he's, he's the ideal for all those things. Uh, and I see the Alshon Jeffrey comparison when Alshon Jeffrey was mm -hmm. locked in, he would make contested catches, he tough catches. He never got great separation, but he'd always find a way to get the ball. I just don't think the way he plays and maybe they need to look at this differently, fits with what the Bills want. I, I, because he he really doesn't get himself open as much as you would think. And again, by the way, to say you played in the championship game. I wanted game, to go first on this, yeah. It, it's debatable. You say you played. Did TCU guys really say they played in that game? Can you say you played in that game? They went to the game. They went to the game. <laughs> All right, Dan, they you go ahead. I, I, I gave you the – I should have given you here because you were itching for this one. Go ahead. No, because you everything you said, and it's funny, like the Alshon Jeffrey comparison. It's like you're like, I don't think this fits with the Bills. It's like it reminds me a lot of Gabe Davis, and and I mean that in the sense of I look at and I bet a lot on TCU, so I watched a lot of TCU games. I love this guy. Now this guy did play injured a lot of this season. Yeah. Like this dude is tough because he was a, one of the guys that I was always like, is is he playing? because then I'm going to bet the over because they had a fun offense. TCU didn't play any defense as we saw in the national championship game. And they won a lot of weird games and nobody in the conference played defense either. Correct. And also TCU played like 13 backup quarterbacks, but that's besides the point. Johnson is a guy. He's the fear for me is that Mike was saying he doesn't get a lot of separation. He was a guy that would catch the ball and then kind of stiff arm two guys. Like he was playing peewee football against them and then run for 70 yards. So it's like, yeah, it was great. And he didn't make a lot of contested catches, but it's kind of like Gabe. And I think why Gabe fell to the fourth round at times is because his size means he's too big for the little guys, but he's too slow for the fast guys. So you're kind of stuck in between on where you separate from, because if you, 
it's tough to just constantly try and grab rebounds over corners in the NFL. You have to be able to generate that separation. So while I think Johnson pans out, like we're talking about low floor for JSN, I think Johnson has a massively high ceiling. I also think he has a very low floor. Like Honestly. this could be a, this, oh, this could be a guy that I, I literally don't know where he ends up. He could be a pro bowler and dominate and, you know, be this big physical target that everybody's going. I can't believe he fell to 20. You know, I can't believe so many teams pass at him. Or he could be like a guy that just Kevin White out of West Virginia that just never really panned out, like had the size, but just didn't get open, couldn't stay on the field. So when I was doing this, writing all this information down the research, I was like, this reminds me of Josh Allen in terms of you have the height, you have the weight, you have the speed, like you have these, these things that like on paper, it's like he is an athletic specimen, all these things, but mm. there's these question marks about how his game will translate. Obviously the thing about Allen was the accuracy, all that stuff coming out of college. Obviously Josh figured it out, but at the same point, I feel like I agree with you. Like, I think this is a boom or bust type of yep. guy. Like this is absolutely a player that that ceiling could be tremendously high, yeah. but where is that floor at? So I understand that where you're coming from in terms of it's a gamble type of thing. Yeah. But I think when yep. you see, uh, just, He's a freak. I, I get why you would fall in love with like the intangibles in terms of just the athletic ability and all those things. Yeah. I also I, think he I, offers something that's different than what we see currently yep. on the bills re receivers. Um, so I get why maybe that would be something that would stand out as well. I mean, he's taller than Gabe. He's bigger than Gabe. Like I just think the, the, I don't know where the floor is, but the ceiling's high, but I don't know yeah. where the floor is. Jenna, I think you're right. And I think they're right now. There is a team or two that has him high on their board, really yeah. high. And we'll see where the where the draft falls when that team is picking. Again, we don't know yet. And I think there's other teams who just see him very differently. So, I mean, this happens in other positions. It seems like because there's statistics to go with wide receivers, people feel a little differently sometimes. But this happens all the time with certain players and certain fits. And there's guys that go and other teams go, you know, we had him as a fourth rounder. Like we didn't like yeah. him at all. We didn't like a lot of his intent. I'm not saying this guy is there. I'm saying is I think because of the way he plays, um, I think there's going to, people are going to have him low and then they're going to be sitting there watching the draft and he's going to go 13th or whatever the number is. It's going to surprise people. I think he's going to go early too. I think he'll go early because someone's going to love him. I'm going to love him. I agree. But I feel like you either, love him or you you're just like absolutely out like i don't think there's you're not like oh yeah i think i think just there's there's he's no gabe gray davis. area you probably know where you stand in terms of he's what gabe. he brings i don't why he's do gabe. you think he's gabe well he's, gabe he's is, talking about the gabe six gabe two is. gabe is six two two ten this guy's six three two sixteen and gabe ran a four five four this guy ran a four four nine yeah and he plays hurt just like gabe did I was trying to do Gabe a favor. Look at that. I don't think this guy's Gabe. I, I Gabe is a fourth I, it, round pick. This guy is so. So here's my only, here's my only thing. Here's my only thing. If TCU didn't have this magical season, would any of us know who Quentin Johnson is? And that's my only thing. That I no, think he gets NFL scouts. Think, yeah, because yeah. of the they would. Yeah. Yeah, they would. TCU was picked to finish last in the Big 12. They didn't. Like, 
They had a dream season. I think this guy got a little pub from it. I think he but got gassed up from it. But you can find good players anywhere. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I'm saying, I, again, I, I again make the comparison. UCF wasn't as good with Gabe Davis. So Gabe Davis falls for the fourth round. I'm just saying. There's buzz. Everybody knows. And maybe I'm stupid. And this is a dumb clip that they're saying. That but, too. Yeah. He's got a <laughs> few I'm just, good ones for us. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I guess as much as I like him for being athletic freak, the fact of when I see Mike to where you're talking about shrinks, when I hear lack of separation, it yeah. doesn't get any easier to separate that's, in the NFL. No. And that's also, a big trait with the bills, both in who they brought in that's, as free agents. That's my, that's my thing. And who they so, drafted. So I guess. Yeah. I, and I Gabe that, was that, a fourth round pick. So you, when you get to that third day, you look past certain things and you hope, and let's be honest. And Dan, you got to be honest. Gabe looked like he was underdrafted for a couple of years. hundred percent. He really did. Mm -hmm. He started out great and maybe he comes back. Maybe this is the video that really gets him going next year. Send this to Gabe Davis. (laughs) (laughs) Gabe will give you a free mug. (laughs) I love Gabe. I love Gabe. He does not like you. (laughs) He does not like you. Uh, well, we'll that's see. funny. We'll see. Now I'm going to be a Quentin Johnston fan, also. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. I hear your concerns, Daniel. I do. That's the thing about the draft, though. It's like, where does how does Brandon Bean feel? How does yeah. how do the Bills feel? It's off brand for them to take this player in the first or second round, but yep. he's going to go in the first round, just based on what they seem to really prioritize. I like so we'll see. It. I like Hyatt. Yeah, she wants the speed going down the field. And by the way, the other thing I guess we can throw it in here now is where we see Khalil Shakir projecting into next year because it's wide open for him to have an opportunity to really get more playing time. And I don't know, again, what they think. They did give him those moments. Some made a few plays. Um but if they really see him projecting as a young player that's going to be around here, mm-hmm. that and and they move on from Gabe Davis almost no matter what happens this year, unless it's spectacular, um, you know, th- does that influence them at all in where they see this wide receiver position when they go drafting? Unless they just see Shakira as a nice player who's going to be a fourth or fifth guy, I think they still feel pretty good about him. And I think they feel like they can get yeah, they can get him on the field for many more snaps this year. I agree. Dan, what do you think? I think he flashed. I, I, I think he was I think he had rookie moments. I think he had you know two drops that stand out to me um right off the top of my head. The one was a drop in the second or third game, and it, he never it was wide open and he just dropped it in the flat. And then later in the game, he came back, made a big catch. He had a drop on an underthrown ball against Miami, I believe, in the playoff game or one of the last games of the season. And then he had an incredible catch over the middle on the third and whatever. And it was a terrible throw that he bailed out Josh. So I I really do think that he's – I think he's a guy that has a place. But to Mike's point, it is wide open. Yeah. um, And – I think that he has a low floor. I just don't know how high his ceiling is. Yeah. You know, he seems like a steady guy, but it's not a ton of quick twitch. It's not a ton of separation. Um, 
So you think he has a high floor? High floor, low ceiling. Yeah, he might be. But yeah. and he, there's and he's one of the on 17 the guys on the team that can return punts. You just couldn't help yourself. Let's play the hits. <laughs> oh, you always do. <laughs> well, with Sean McDermott in the attacking defense this year, they're going to be getting a lot more punts. Actually, yeah, they're this probably this channel is so going to be electric this year. It's going to be electric. There's so you... much up in the air that it's going to be so much fun. <sighs> Buckle up, yeah. Buffalo Plus subscribers. This is going to be good. We're going to yeah. get merch that just says Dan was wrong. <laughs> we're going to sell Dan was right, Dan was wrong, and we're going to see which one sells better. Yeah. <laughs> I got to buy a lot of shirts. <laughs> just box just box by the way, your doorstep. <laughs> your wife just bought 15 Dan was wrong t-shirts. I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh In kid God. sizes and everything. It's amazing. Okay. All right. Anything else, gentlemen? No, I think we're, I think we're good. Okay, cool. Great. All right. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, comment some of the wide receivers who have stood out to you and who you think the bills will choose at player. Who, um, who Jenna's uh, comp is on the team. Okay. Who's yeah. Mike NFL comp. Yeah. 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 Comp I know my out. NFL comp. He's retired now, but it's who's that? It's Lorenzo Alexander. That's my guy. No, just cause he's the old guy on the team. No. Jenna's is Greg Rousseau. <laughs> I got wingspan. No, I would think, Mike, I think you're, I think you're Von Miller. Oh, yeah. He talks a lot. So do you. It's perfect. <laughs> that's actually, actually, Jenna, that's pretty spot on. Right? For, for two like, people that have spent a lot of time in cars with Mike. <laughs> you say seven words from the Rochester exit yep. to Buffalo. Really? No way. Who's that? <laughs> Who's my NFL? Who's my Bills comp? I have someone in mind. No. I think Micah I'm a Dolphin Hyde. Knox. Micah. A Micah. Interesting. I could, yeah, I would definitely take that. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Hey, he's a way better dresser than you. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> Easily. Basically, everyone on the team is. Maybe even Josh Allen. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you for joining us. Uh, please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. For Mike and Dan, I'm Jenna. Thank you so much for listening to the Buffalo Plus podcast presented by Connors and Ferris. We'll catch you next time here on the channel.